Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is episode 27 of the Arts Academy podcast with Victor Arnado and Roxy Hayes. How to interview a guest with special guest Jasmine Lee. Jasmine, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, can I just, <laughs> all yeah. this time I thought I was using my AirPods and they were never connected to my computer. <laughs> so I was like, why does it sound like it's coming through my speaker? So now I have it together. Does my mic sound better? Oh, that's great. Well, I'm glad you finally figured it out. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful to be along on your technical journey. <laughs> I feel old now. Oh, yeah. Well, I am actually old, so you can feel old, but I am old. But Sorry. I have this nifty shirt, makes me look young, don't you think? Red little picnic. Maybe you unbutton a couple of buttons and take off the undershirt, or maybe Whoa. add like a scoop undershirt. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't a real question. Yes, you look young. Um, you know, I'm not going to do all that. I don't have to please anybody. Part of being young. Huh? I don't have to please anybody. Look at me. Look <laughs> Uh, you guys. All right. So let's talk about let's talk about this you. Is dance. First of all, tell oh, us about the dance. That was an uncle dance. dance. Like this, like this dope ass dance. Boop boop boop. All right. Uh, if you're listening to this with audio, what you just missed was me doing the best dance you've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Jasmine, Jasmine, and Roxy, both of them just uh, uh, they just started sweating. Out of nowhere because of I'm my sorry, dad. I have, I have I have this really quickly. Uh, you should have seen. Leslie said, you should have seen <laughs> why, why are you doing that, Leslie? That's my wife. Is that your wife? With no pants on. So you should just shut up, Leslie. Wow. <laughs> no pants on. Leave me alone. All right. Uh, anyway, this is marital bliss. Jasmine, thank you for coming. Supportive. <laughs> yeah, she is supporting me. Uh, my wife has a lot of great qualities, uh, and uh, that means that I'm going to be able to uh, kiss her tonight. So, enough of that. <laughs> uh, let's go on with what we're actually here for, which is to learn about interviewing. First of all, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Okay, well, I am on a podcast with the amazing Talib Kweli, who uh, I'm sure this age group knows who they are. He's a rapper. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, our podcast is called People's Party, and we interview uh, rappers, uh, poets, people in, in politics. We uh, interviewed Patrice Collars of Black Lives Matter, um, pretty much and talk about everything dealing with the culture, including hip hop and what's going on day to day. Okay, that's awesome. And then, so you, when you, is it your, do you have specific jobs uh, on the podcast? Like, 
uh, what's your job? Like, for instance, I have a podcast and I have a co-host and we have different jobs. Like my job usually is to do the interview and the co-host job is usually to derail the interview uh, because it's a comedy <laughs> show. But do you have specific jobs on your own show? Um, well, I'm technically, I'm a co-host slash on-screen producer. Mm -hmm. um, and pretty much I'm like, I'm, I'm supposed to, I'm like the comedic relief somewhat, but we don't really need comedic relief because Talib is also ha has comedic relief, but I'm pretty much there. Number one, to ask questions from a woman's point of view, because we don't, everyone just doesn't want to hear what a man thinks on the regular basis. And also what? because I'm kidding. <laughs> 2020, <laughs> China, uh, but anyway, uh, so, and also I'm there because uh, of the age difference. I feel like I'm there to bring in the younger crowd in a different perspective. Cause I have the millennial perspective and, um, we both do interview questions. I wouldn't say I'm there to derail it, but I'm definitely there to, I'm there for my bubbly personality. And um, I find that I always uh, find the positive in most things when sometimes the older people are a little bit Debbie Downers. Mm -hmm. Like I bring in that happiness and fun and, and laughter. And sometimes I'm literally just there smiling and people like, you know, one of the worst, funniest comments was when uh, they said that I would like I would smile if if someone was dying, but I don't. I just was like, I have a. I, some people can't stand my smile, but it's literally stuck on my face. Like I'm smiling when I'm cursing you out. I'm smiling when I'm happy. I'm smiling when I'm angry. It's just kind of there. So I think that you know, I just bring my life, my bubbly life, to the podcast. Now, uh, when. Now you say that like you're kind of comic relief, but do you have like a way that you interact with people uh, uh, while you're interviewing? Like when, when you're saying you're watching the interview, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. And then sometimes you're like, this interview needs a little bit of something. And then, so how do you evaluate and decide what you should be doing? Um, it's all about timing and it's pretty much kind of the same as comedic timing, because I know when I first started, um, I had an issue with interrupting during serious topics that didn't need interrupting. So now I just kind of like, I sit back and I listen and if something's getting too heavy, then I know, oh cool, I can insert a joke right here or um, you know, ask them a, a lighter question that's gonna bring the fun back into the interview. So it's really about sitting back and observing. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so when you observe, do you, how how do you split the difference between uh, observing and actively listening? Ooh, that's hard. It's uh, it's an art of multitasking, and has actually been a little bit harder since I'm uh, been pregnant because your brain is like everywhere. Neither one of you have been pregnant. Oh, you have been pregnant before, but uh, yeah, your brain is like <laughs> deputy headmistress Roxy. Yes, she had. I, I I forget. Um, but your brain I is like plan on it. Okay, let me know how that works out. Thank you. I will. I'll totally <laughs> and where the baby's coming out at. But um my butt, I, I of course. Sorry, please go on. <laughs> I write notes though. Um, we have we we actually print out we do prep beforehand and we print out the script. So like all of my questions that I'm gonna ask ahead of time are already there and they're, 
they're in chronological order of how we're supposed to ask them. But Talib, he likes he likes to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. So he might stay in order. He might jump around. You just kind of have to like, you know, you really have to pay attention to know where your question is. Or sometimes um, you might have to ask the question that was supposed to be later on in the script and ask it um, further because the guest brought it up. So I make sure I definitely take notes and sometimes like I'll, um, where I'll take my time to blank out at is when Talib is talking. Cause once he starts the question, I already know what he's going to ask because right. it's pretty much on my paper. And it's more important to listen to what the guest is saying. So you don't re ask something rather than listening to what Talib is saying. So that those are the times where I'll take my time to go down and look at my notes or write something funny or, you know, quirky or something that I want to ask that would be beneficial to the interview. Now, when you're, especially when you're interviewing people, um, and, and like you said, like some of, some of them are very uh, heated subject matter. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you do when there's a guest whom, one, you want to have a good interview with, but two, you completely disagree with? Michael Rappaport. Uh, I knew you were going to say <laughs> <laughs> I saw that one. I was like, <laughs> the next time we we have someone, I'll be able to better handle it. But um, I'm also, you know, still starting out in this. And as a journalist, as an interview, you're supposed to be subjective. You're not supposed to have your feelings into it. Uh -huh. And um, so, with his per per um, particular interview, I definitely did not. I just kept. We just kept going at it, pretty much. But then we just had an interview that hasn't um, hasn't aired yet, and I really just had to um, I had to really formulate a question that wasn't attacking the guest, but was still showcasing a different point of view. Whereas right. when the Michael Rappaport interview, we were kind of like combative because he was just not seeing eye to eye with me or Talib. It was just, it was actually really frustrating. But that interview really taught me a lot because now I know it's a, a different way to get your point across without, you know, making the guest feel like, oh, I didn't come here for this or anything like that. But also with the Michael Rappaport interview, because he's a comedian and I'm a comedian, it's still like, you can't um, hold a grudge throughout the entire interview. If you do have a disagreement during a portion of the, um, the interview, you have to be able to pick up and keep it going. You can't just be mean mugging the person for the rest of the time. So um, I think that I'm very good at, you know, telling a joke to just lighten it up and, and, and moving on. Oh, so for our, for our less hip into uh, for our less hip viewers, uh, can you explain mean mugging? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, oh, the, it's not just audio. audio. Mean mugging <laughs> is pretty much <laughs> uh, mean mugging in lamest terms is uh, pretty much uh, giving someone a dirty look oh, okay. and uh, cursing them out with your eyes. Ah. And you cannot do that during an entirety of the interview because it's unprofessional and it's not going to make it. That guest is already there, but it may make another guest not feel comfortable coming back because they're like, oh, I don't just want to get attacked this whole time. And, you know, your facials can do a lot more harm than your words can sometimes. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. If you don't want to make your guests like uncomfortable or unable or unwilling to speak with yes, you. Yes, exactly. And I think what makes our show so amazing is that when we have these guests, because Talib is, a, is friends 
with a lot of them. And because we're both artists more so than journalists, like we really make people feel comfortable with coming in and, you know, really letting us in and laughing. It's, like, it's literally a family when they sit down and they talk to us. So we can disagree, but it's still going to be enjoyable for all parties. Uh, quick question. And this is, this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask people about interviewing. I'm a big fan of interviewing, by the way. I love to interview people. Uh, in fact, like I built a whole show around it. Uh, but and in fact, I, a lot of people have built shows around interviewing people. I have noticed that. However, I like to build shows around interviewing people that have structure uh, because I feel like a lot of shows, a lot of podcasts have that very same structure and mm -hmm. very few podcasts or fewer podcasts like have a specific structure to the podcast, which people can, where viewers or listeners can look forward to or, and also a structure which leads people through the podcast. That being said, what are some things that you have learned? Like, I'm sure that when you started up interviewing, you're like, oh, this is something that I can do. And then you find out, oh, not a good idea to do that anymore. Like, can you tell me any major things that you've learned along the way? Well, as I said earlier, I learned not to interrupt uh, during heated conversations, whether or not your question is beneficial to what they're talking about. You want to make sure that the guest gets to talk. It's, it's right. about the guest. Um, people are coming to see, to hear what they have to hear, what they have to say, because you're on the show every week. So you don't want to make it about you. You don't want to tell too many stories about your life where it'll take away from what the guest is talking about. That was the main thing that I learned because I know on my, um, Jasmine's world show, which was a talk show I did for a year and a half on my own on drone box. And for that show, I had different segments but it was literally called Jasmine's World. So it's about, you know, everything Jasmine or whatever. And then I interviewed someone for, you know, about 20 minutes and then it was about them. But on this particular podcast, it is an interview. They don't want to know anything about your personal life, pretty much. They can, if they want to, they're going to go to your, your social media and ask you questions there. So definitely learn to stick to letting the guests speak. And that's actually a comment that people always right underneath ours that we love how you let the guests answer the questions and you let the guests, you know, that, and that makes them more comfortable to uh, be sharing stories. Um, don't be argumentative. Like I just said, that's not, unless that's the type of show that you're on some shows, you know, they want you to come and be like, eh, but that's not what this show is. So make sure you keep your, um, keep your views separate so you can be subjective and, you know, really get the point across. Uh, what else have I learned? Uh, oh, I learned to read the questions ahead of time so it doesn't sound like you're reading off the paper. Because even if you did, you know, write the questions yourself, it's like people wanna feel more like it's a conversational than um, you're a robot and anybody can do that. Um, what else have I learned? I can actually tell oh. you, go ahead. Oh, and one thing that I also like to do is I like to try and talk to the guests beforehand whenever possible, because um, like I said, Talib knows a lot of these people, but I don't. And I feel like when you talk to them before you start getting in the questions and kind of warm them up or get them, um, you know, used to you, again, they'll be more likely to answer questions. 
uh, I actually have a good one. Uh, let's get. To, oh, sorry. I was actually reading the the uh, thing that's written down there uh, by David. Um, now, one thing that I think is important, uh, which you didn't mention, and actually, I also inter I also disagree with something that you said, uh, not completely, but only partially, uh, which is don't tell don't tell stories uh, yourself or don't talk about yourself. I, I only disagree with that partially because I, I know exactly where you're coming from with that. But I also think that when you have viewers on the sh or listeners on the show, sometimes uh, you telling a story from your life that relates is great for the listener. Because, yeah. yeah and the, I mean, the listener wants to get to know you too. And if you're telling a story from your life that relates, even though the guests may not be interested in, in it as much, it may be great for the listener to understand where you're coming from or how you relate. And then the other thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I will, I will agree with that. But I gave my answer coming from a co-host point of view, uh -huh. because as far as, you know, for Talib, definitely because, you know, his show. So he can tell personal stories that, you know, the guests will relate to. But as far as like my position, that's where mm -hmm. I was coming from on that. So I'll, I'll, I'll I definitely gotcha. agree with you on that too. And then the other thing I was going to say was uh, one thing that I think is especially a great interview tactic when you're the questioner um, or when you're the interviewer rather than the interviewee is to uh, give people space when you're asking a difficult question by filling it up with restating the question in a different way. I actually mm. already did that when I was talking to you. Like when I asked you what's something that you learned along the way, and then I, I basically restated the question in a longer version, which gave you time to think, so that when I was done asking, you could just go. I have that, yeah, huh? exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, that, but that that's something that I learned, especially for television, when we were shooting interviews and we want to cut out dead space. That was is a great way to fill up that dead space with restating the question while the person is thinking. It's almost invisible if you don't just say it out loud like I just did. <laughs> but no, I did notice that. But uh, yeah, I definitely noticed that. Well, um, I want to thank you so much for being here. Do you want to tell people out there where they can find you online? Well, you guys can find me everywhere on social media. I'm at Real Jasmine Lee, J-A-S-M-I-N-L-E-I-G-H. You can also stop by my website at www.jasminelee.com. And I have a YouTube and you can just search Jasmine's world, but not the random uh, white person that I'm trying to get to change her name because it's mine, but me, Jasmine's <laughs> world, it's a black girl. <laughs> and uh, I'll definitely be adding more vlogs and things of that nature on there. So uh, you can check that out. And I'm very active on social media. I answer DMs, I answer questions. Um, so if you have any other further questions that you want, or you want me to check out one of your podcasts or something like that, I have no problem doing that because I'm here to help. Right on. Uh, and if you are out there and you want us to, uh, do an episode on any subject, let us know because we love to research and we love to answer questions. So if you have questions, uh, then ask. Sorry, I burped again, everybody. I really should be drinking this carbonated water. Oh, no. Well, I mean, it's it's spaghetti and meatballs and carbonated. Uh, it's not the worst. 
Whatever. Uh, you you know what you two are? You two are lucky. Lucky. Lucky we don't have to smell those burps. Yes, yes lucky like, not to smell those burps. I feel that's like that's terrible. Sure. I mean I mean, yeah, I mean I can't say for sure how lucky you are because you know I've been known to have some very good burps. Anyway, uh if you're out there and you want us to answer any questions about entertainment, uh, being an artist or anything at all, uh, let us know. And also check out the podcast because we have over 25 episodes now. I think so, yeah. Yeah, over 25 episodes uh, from everything uh, from how to do interviews like today about or how to make a TV pitch deck, which is something that everyone should learn if you're trying to make it entertainment. Uh, so check out those episodes. I think you will enjoy them. Thanks a lot for being here, everybody. Oh, wait, have, I forgot something. You have something to say, Jasmine? Oh, yeah. Check out People's Party. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. going to say anything. Yeah, check was, out People's Party. Check out People's Party. It's on all your podcasting um, networks uh, under People's Party. And it's also on YouTube under People's Party. Mm -hmm. Like, subscribe, and make sure you tell the people how much you love me. Right on. Awesome. Not the guns. Okay, so <laughs> everyone else. Is this at Art, Arts Academy? Alt Arts Academy. Arts Academy Podcast. There we go. Dot com. Dot com. All right. See everybody. I'm hitting the <laughs> end button. You can visit us at altartsacademy.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.